Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents The Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about. And some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Spray is brought to you by Pelican Brewing. Born at the Beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on The Fan. Brought to you by Pelican Brewing Company. Born at the Beach. Online at pelicanbrewing.com. Usually at 7.30 is the Daily Ticker. We moved it back an hour because when you get Heather Dinich, you move the Daily Ticker around. And joining us now is our good friend, Heather Dinich, at CFD Heather on Twitter. He's a senior, she is a senior writer for ESPN.com about the college football playoff. And she's been all over your TV screen because the rankings came out officially on Tuesday. And we all got outraged and yelled. And I'm ready to yell at Heather, even though she's not a voter. Heather, good morning. How are you? <laughs> Good morning. Feel free to yell. Everybody shoots the messenger. It's fine. <laughs> no, we, we, Get mine. We joked about that earlier. Like, we don't want Heather to think that we, we like we're angry at her because we know that she doesn't have a vote. But you're the one out there. You know, like you're the you're the reporter on this. So I have a few make it make sense questions. We have okay? a few here, Heather. I'm, I'm I'm looking at these rankings on Tuesday, and I got a few bones to pick. And I'm going to start with with the TCU Alabama situation. Uh, make make that one make sense to me, Heather. That's called dead air. <laughs> um, so I will tell you what selection committee chair Boo Corrigan said, and the fact that TCU has to play behind consistently was an issue in the room for them. And I don't think it's so much what TCU, um, you know, obviously they haven't lost. They're undefeated. Their offense is outstanding. I mean, I said a hundred times this week that they've had 12 touchdowns that have gone for more than 50 yards, which is the best in the FBS. But the fact that their defense continuously gave up over 20 points in the last three games, and then clearly resume matters to these people because Tennessee had the best Clemson's resume. I mean, to me, that's all they got. Clemson. I, I don't think the Tigers are a great football team, but they're either. the only team that it has three wins against CFP top 25 teams. And, you know, TC was on such a great stretch, but as you sit there and look at what they did in terms of the committee's top 25, I think it's only two ranked wins at, at this time. So 
Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what the committee said. They, at the end of the day, sometimes it's just simplest to say, we think Alabama is a better team. Yeah, I guess that's what I would ask, because the funny thing that everybody noted, and I'm sure you saw this and, and even thought about this yourself, Heather, is like literally you're telling us because they come from behind, they're lesser than when Ohio State's ranked higher and they literally just came from behind at Penn State mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. It's just sometimes their arguments are, are frustrating. Like, I, I think as a football fan, I don't have to agree with it, but sometimes they use logic that just it goes completely against what the rankings are telling us. Like you say, this team's held to this standard, but you rank a team higher who just went through this, but you don't note that. I'd rather them just come out straight up, Heather, and say, our eyeballs think Bama's better than TCU. Not everybody's going to agree with that, or some people are going to have a problem with it, but I feel like it's more honest than trying to tell me, well, they come from behind. Well, so did Ohio State, and Ohio State's getting a lot of love here. So I'd rather them just say that. Right. Well, and look, the other thing, too, that helped Alabama is somehow Texas snuck into the top 25. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it's interesting because it doesn't surprise me in the least that a three-loss team is in the top 25 because when you look at the Associated Press top 25 heading into it, you're like, okay, Liberty, like who would really win these games? I thought Notre Dame might have a chance to get in because they've been playing better um, so I did have questions of will there be a three-loss team, who would it be? But that, that does help Alabama. They went on the road. They beat apparently with a CFP top 25 um, in the beginning of the season. But at the end of the day, you've got former players and coaches in there, and at some point the conversation simply becomes, well, if these two teams would play today, who would win? I mean, you can look at all the statistics in the world, but if you've been paying attention to college football to this point and you ask that question, maybe your answer is Alabama over TCU. It's such a subjective thing. But I agree with you 100% that when you start to spit out these reasonings, it is inconsistent. And, of course, it's going to be. There's going to be inconsistencies throughout the whole thing. These people talk about this for hours, literally hours, right? And Boo Corrigan's got to go up there and explain it for two minutes. And it's inevitable that he says something and people are like, wait, what? But it is true that of all those undefeated teams, TCU is playing the worst defense. Yeah, that yeah, that you can't deny. It, it is funny when you use one thing against a school and not another. Like Michigan's held down because of their non-conference schedule. Hey, rightfully so. When Clemson's two non-conference wins are against Furman and Louisiana Tech, and it's like okay, well that <laughs> that one doesn't okay. That we're not going to hold that All against right. them. I know they got Notre Dame coming up, but um, another one that I don't know if many people that we're talking with Heather Dinich of ESPN at CFP Heather on Twitter. I don't, I think I pay closer attention to this as a West Coast Pac-12 guy, and I'm just like, huh, what? Can you can you explain to me and was there a, uh, an explanation on why UCLA was so much further lower like three or four spots lower than USC they have a common opponent in Utah Utah beat USC UCLA handled Utah very well there's another common opponent in Stanford UCLA beat them by a wider margin their losses to a team that's ranked higher in the standings than USC's is like I saw that and it and it made no sense to me well here's the thing and I I think that LSU being 10 was a surprise to some people as well I mean you know you can question and argue these all day long but Mm -hmm. I think big picture for the Pac-12 is that all three of those teams Oregon USC and UCLA are still in this thing Mm -hmm. and even at number 12 if you look back to the very first ranking Ohio State was number 16 in the initial ranking and went on to win the national title with their third string quarterback. So anything can still happen. And the fact that the PAC 12 scrapped its divisions, I think really is going to benefit 
whoever the champion is, as long as they can finish with one loss, because, look, you're guaranteed that the two best teams are going to play in the Pac-12 Conference Championship game. So I don't think that the disparity between UCLA and Oregon and USC is as great as these rankings indicate as it is in the conversations in the room. Well, and I, I think, Heather, too, LSU being top ten, I think everybody would point to. So Texas somehow gets in as a three-loss team. Interesting who beat Texas at Texas. And, oh, who's playing LSU this weekend? I think we see what the committee's doing here. Like, it's, it's okay to say for us, not maybe not you, there's inherent bias here, and it is what it is. Alabama's been dominating college football. I'll ask you, though, we are all dreading, I think, outside of the pockets of the fan bases. We're dreading the scenario where Tennessee beats Georgia, Bama beats Tennessee, and now you've got three absolutely deserving one-loss SEC teams viable for a potential playoff spot. We're dreading that, I think, as a country, unless you're rooting for those teams. You, you mentioned Oregon, USC, UCLA. I'll ask you, because Oregon's been brought up a lot. They're the highest ranked of all of them. They could win out, and that would be beating Utah in the top 25. If Oregon State handles business, it's an Oregon State team. And Washington's a good just outside of the top 25 team. You think despite the narrative and the noise of Oregon's loss to Georgia, you still viably see a path for Oregon to the playoff? I do, because if Georgia does not win the East, I think it's going to be extremely difficult for the SEC to get three teams in in that particular scenario. And it would help, certainly, if Georgia could say, we beat the Pac-12 champions. Um, and it would not help Oregon, obviously, because they would have that head-to-head -head win over them, and it would be very hard. Mm -hmm. But to be quite honest, you can't answer that question without knowing the entire picture. That particular scenario you laid out, I think Alabama and Tennessee – are 100% in if Alabama wins the SEC because Tennessee's sitting there one and one against right. the SEC champs, right? So they're both in. Georgia, I think, has a much higher bar than people are giving it credit for. I think Oregon could certainly have a chance to get in, but what Oregon needs is for Clemson to lose on Saturday at Notre Dame or to South Carolina or even in the ACC championship. I think TCU is going to lose a game and finish as a one-loss one Big 12 champ. In that scenario, Oregon can certainly go in. They're going to have to overcome that loss because no team that has ever made the playoff has had such a lopsided loss. I mean, that was big. And so the question the committee has to answer then is, how much better has Oregon truly gotten since that day? And is this really the gap between Oregon and a top four team? Mm. Be yeah. Because if it is, they're in trouble, right? Yeah, right. Well, and to your point, too, you probably need Georgia to win out because if Georgia's got one loss, I don't know how you, how you would put a one-loss Oregon team ahead of them knowing that there's the head-to-head -head and it was a 46-point march in head-to-head. Like, it helps if, right. Georgia, if Georgia wins the SEC and they're undefeated, at least you say, hey, their only loss on the year was to the defending champs who haven't lost a game and however long it's been since Georgia's uh, you know, lost a game. Are you excited for the expanded playoff? I am because we're going to be talking about so many more teams. Yeah. I mean, as we sit here today in November, I mean, and I mentioned going all the way down to number 16 in that very first year where Ohio State was ranked. I mean, all these teams are going to be in the conversation and legitimately so all the way down to what is it? Tulane right. at number 19 because it's the sixth highest ranked conference champions. And so 
it's going to be fun to be talking about a lot more of these teams and what it will look like. And I think having first round games on campus is going to be awesome because that to me is what separates college from the NFL is people lived here for at least four years. Mm -hmm. It's part of their homes. And to be able to have that um, just, you know, special, unique atmosphere and game day tradition at such a high level, I think fans are really going to love it. Well, and I I know if, you know, Tennessee, Georgia, some people argue the expanded playoff, you lose what this game means this week. And I, I just don't disagree. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I think the game is still huge massive it could have seating Im- implications in terms of who's mm-hmm. playing who SEC in, in title implications SEC title yeah. game implicate it doesn't completely eliminate the importance of the game i'll ask you this is my last question for you and, and maybe our last one i'll ask you it, it might be too late now because the expanded playoffs going to be here in a year or two i i've come to the conclusion i flipped this i used to love that they did their first rankings like week eight week nine of the season week seven whatever i flipped it I, I, I want to see where their biases or what their viewpoints are. I wish that they do their rankings before their season started. I want to know how they're identifying 25 great teams starting the season, and I want to see it from then on. Where are you at just in when they release their first rankings, and what do you think about that idea in general of doing it before the year so we can see what the committee sees or thinks going into the football season? I can't agree with you on that. I can't mm. because – no one knows. No one knows. No one is – I mean, Pitt, the, the things that we thought we knew going mm-hmm. into this season and the teams we thought – Oklahoma? Yeah. Who saw that coming? A&M, I mean, there Miami. Are, oh, yeah, A&M, all those great examples. And it's like the coaches don't even know what they have until about this point in the season. And so I think they need that time to say, okay, this is more of a true identity. Um, because those preseason rankings, they're fun, but we all know they're garbage. <laughs> they're garbage. <laughs> Nobody knows. Well, a reminder to everybody that Heather Dinich is not on the committee. She's not voting. It is not her top 25, <laughs> although she does have Ohio State number one, which is very controversial. But we don't have enough time to get into that right now. At CFB she had Heather, in the top four, She though. did, so that's cool. You're cool in our book. Never mind. We're all good, Heather. At CFB Heather on Twitter, senior writer for ESPN. Thank you so much for the time, Heather. I know you got a million of these to do. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the games this weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 